With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. The person I sent you this wants you to know. We need to get the gang together for a little road trip, you heard me. No cap, facts, no pencil. Copy, no, no translate. Hi, I'm Madison Malone Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. We've heard from a number of you, special shout out to Beth, this one's especially for you, that you really love High Speed Download, the game where Madison and I test the capacity of our lungs and tell you as much as possible about something online in 60 seconds flat. Today, Rachel and I are gonna take the maximum amount of inhaler puffs recommended by the medical establishment, uh, if you are my doctor and you are listening to this show, no you're not, uh, to talk about four different pieces of internet ephemera. Mark Zuckerberg finally explaining that sunscreen surfing photo, you know the one, a Twitter thread about Ryan Gosling that wasn't actually about Ryan Gosling at all, a extremely chaotic TikTok rabbit hole, and Ed Balls? Ed Balls. But first, the Oscars. Today we are not talking about Glenn Close doing debut. I can tell you that much. Thank God. Although what we are talking about is, I think, significantly worse. It's definitely worse. Today we're going to be talking about the Chadwick Boseman NFT that was auctioned off ahead of the (laughs) Academy Awards, which is a sentence... I never thought I would ever have to say on this podcast. Yeah. If you had Chadwick Boseman NFT on your Oscars bingo card, congratulations. Also, are you psychic? Can you give me next week's lottery numbers? (laughs) (laughs) So I think first we should probably explain loosely what an NFT is, because um, if you're if you're a longtime listener of the pod, you'll know that uh, our our past descriptions of NFTs have perhaps been um, artistic. You know, I mean, are NFTs not art in and of themselves? I don't actually know. What I understand (laughs) about NFTs, which stands for non-fungible tokens, which is a phrase I cannot say five times fast, is that they're a bit like Bitcoin, but not really. Put very too simply, an NFT has value in cryptocurrency like a Bitcoin, except unlike a Bitcoin, of which there are many on the internet, there can only be one of an NFT. So this is like a baseball card if you had the only Purple Babe Ruth card left in the world. Yeah, I guess where I get tripped up is that people can auction off their tweets, but those tweets existed in the world beforehand, and you can just take a screenshot of the tweet and therefore bring it back. the tweet. Yeah. Bring it back. We're- <laughs> back. Back. Bring it back. So talk to me about the Chadwick Boseman NFT. What did it look like? Uh... Ugly is my first description of it, but it was based off of this uh, 3D model rendering that you can actually buy for $50 online, which is a very common thing you can do as an artist, which is buy assets when you're doing kind of 3D art. But it's this 3D model of his head, and it is kind of bathed in gold, I guess, to look like an Oscar statue. And then these kind of Wakanda-esque blue and purple 
leaves kind of flower into the scene. And so it, it's this gold statue surrounded by blue and purple leaves. And it's a gift, so it moves like it's kind of a little scene. And so this, mm. is, this is the NFT that is being auctioned off. So obviously, because it is an NFT, there can only be one. So it wasn't like every Oscar winner was given this NFT in a swag bag. What was in the bag? Yeah, so in the bag was this NFT along with other NFTs. And it was basically included in this bag was a way for anyone to bid on what is being described as an ultra rare NFT creation. So what you get in the bag is a chance to bid on this thing. This really fucked up thing. Yeah, this really bad thing. Also just like a shit gift. Like here, you have a chance to buy this thing. Thank you. And so this thing was created by this a group called Nominee, and they reached out to a bunch of artists and ultimately chose five, one of which was Andre O'Shea, who is the one who created the Chadwick Boseman NFT. A choice. Perhaps not the right one. <laughs> and so Nominee was working with Distinctive Assets, which is this PR group who I think most people are probably familiar with in terms of the kind of Oscar swag bags that go viral every single year. You know what I'm talking about? Well, so like I knew about the swag bags, right? It's like you get a new car and a villa in the south of France and 12 Mm -hmm. bottles of uh, Brad Pitt's rosé. I didn't know that those bags were not given out by the Academy. Like I thought these were were sponsored by the Oscars, capital O. No. Mm -mm. They are, in fact, (laughs) not affiliated to the point that the Academy has sued distinctive assets for trademark infringement with these swag bags because they often tend to go viral for the worst reasons. The Academy also actively encourages nominees not to accept these swag bags. And nominees have to pay taxes if they accept them on whatever they accept. So you might think you're getting a French villa, but really all you're getting is property taxes. (laughs) Move that bus. (laughs) So in cases like this, it kind of, it demonstrates why the Academy does not want to be associated with distinctive assets. This NFT went absolutely viral on Saturday night because it's in such poor taste. People were assuming that the Academy was honoring Chadwick with this NFT, and by honoring Chadwick meant that he was going to win Best Actor for his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And so when he didn't win, combined with this really kind of gross imagery that was set to be auctioned off for $1.2 million. It was, uh, in in internet parlance, not a good look. (laughs) (laughs) Has the artist said anything since the backlash? Yes. On Tuesday, he released this apology on Instagram that was also kind of trying to correct the misinformation because a lot of people assumed that nominees were getting the NFT in their swag bag. Like they were also owning it, which didn't make sense if it was also being auctioned off. So he clarified that. And he also kind of clarified how he came to create this thing. And he apologized and says that he now recognizes that Chadwick's face is a triggering reminder of his death rather than his life. And he will be redesigning the artwork to be auctioned off later this week. So you keep saying it was going to be auctioned off for $1.2 million. Who stood to make all that money? 
So theoretically, 50% of it was supposed to go towards charity. And the charity was to help Black men get colon cancer screenings, which, important cause. And then 10% was supposed to go towards the artist. 40%, I'm assuming, is going to nominees, who was the, like the group that reached out to these artists. The commissioner so, of the art, yeah. Yes. Shady. Extremely shady. And also, the commissioner of the art reached out to multiple artists and had originally said that 100% of the proceeds were going to charity. But by the time the NFT actually debuted, it had gone down to half the proceeds. This is just shady from start to finish. Chadwick Boseman, we're sorry. And uh, hopefully your your gold head will not appear on an NFT auction site. Ever? In perpetuity. <laughs> in ever. Perpetu- I think we can say ever. <laughs> in perpetuity, forever and ever. Please, no Oscar statue versions of Chadwick Boseman's head. On that really, like, upper of a note, I think we have to go stretch and warm up to prepare for uh, high-speed downloads. We'll be back with all that good speedy goodness. That good speedy goodness. We'll be back with all that good speedy stuff after the break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, and we are back. Today on ICYMI, we are going to play a game we like to call High Speed Download. If you're new, it's very simple. Rachel and I each get 60 seconds to explain something from the internet to each other. If you don't like listening to people talk really, really quickly, I recommend that you change your podcast playback setting to, you know, 0.5x because we're about to talk really, really fast. Rachel, are you ready to do some High Speed Downloads? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tentative. The first one I've chosen is just like a bit. I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be a mess, but we're ready. Okay. What is your first topic? I'm gonna be explaining to you why Ryan Gosling was trending over the weekend. And spoiler alert, it has literally nothing to do with Ryan Gosling and everything to do with like the fact that men suck on the internet. Okay. You're ready. I'm ready. You've got one minute on the clock. On your mark. Get set. Go. Okay, there was this tweet thread that went really viral. It's just 25 quote tweets just like over and over again. It had like, and it ended with this guy who was like, this is my girlfriend. And everybody was like, she looks like Ryan Gosling. And they were all dragging her. To find out why they were dragging her, he had to go all the way down to this first tweet, which began with this woman who was just like, why do broke men always say they don't want gold diggers when all the assets they have are like a pair of gym shoes? And then this guy was like, oh no, the assets are like the children that you force on men. And like, you can garnish people's wages for it, which got into a conversation about child support 
which point, like, the woman was like, you're literally forcing your child to, like, uh, sell shoes on the side of the road. And the guy was like, he's being an entrepreneur. And the woman was like, baby, I'm an architect. Like, <laughs> we are built different. At which point, she was somehow getting dragged for the fact that she had a job. Like, men were like, your degree is not going to keep you warm at night. And it was like, this started with gold diggers, and now she's too accomplished. Ten seconds. What the fuck? And so then this woman was like, why is it always the most undesirable men making this point? At which point, a man was like, oh, you would die if you saw my bitch. And his bitch was this woman who bore more than a passenger's in Mr. Ryan Gosling. That, that was a choice, Rachel. There were so many characters in that I, that I don't story. even think I distinguished the fact that there were at least, like, four different people replying within this, like, nested quote tweet situation. Like, the original <laughs> guy who was, like, sell, making his child sell t-shirts on the side of the road is not the guy whose girlfriend is Ryan Gosling. Like, there's... <laughs> lot happening in this it was i i did bite off more than i can do with that one so you do get one more uh sentence to add any any final details what do we need to know i mean what you need to know is that if you clicked on like why ryan gosling was trending you got nothing related to ryan gosling you got this <laughs> nested 25 tweets within each other having to click each one all the way down and in every single like the replies to every single tweet you would see someone saying you're almost there four more tweets and you've got to the original one she does kind of look like ryan gosling i mean that is she a does she nice responded face. she responded she was like this is a compliment ryan gosling's a pretty a pretty man and i'm like yeah, you're th- not this, wrong this lady's hot this is yeah she's living her best life <laughs> <laughs> well thank you thank you for that rachel Whew. All right, Madison, are you warmed up? I am ready. I mean, I'm like the math lady meme face right now trying to understand what was just explained to me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to talk about uh, Mark Zuckerberg wearing a lot of sunscreen. Oh, yeah. When he looks like a ghost. I remember this photo. There's more to the story? Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) All right. Three, two, one. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg is the CEO of Facebook. He's the guy who invented Facebook in a college dorm room after building a website to rank women by hotness. Real great guy. Maybe he's the ruiner of our democracy or like the savior of the modern era, depending on who you ask. He owns a house in Hawaii. Okay, it's not really a house. It's like a $100 million estate on Kauai. The thing is fucking huge and fancy because, again, the man founded Facebook. He made his neighbors really mad when he and his wife put up a big-ass wall blocking everybody's views. Anyway, in Hawaii, last summer, he was photographed surfing on some kind of like fancy electric surfboard where you don't actually have to know how to surf. I don't know. My only surfing references come from like Nickelodeon, a.k.a. Rocket Power. Hello, rocket the thing about the photo is mark is wearing like a full face of insane sunscreen super white heavy coverage he looks like he's playing like a corpse extra on like the walking dead we stand sbf but this seems like overkill a week this week a year later revealed why in an instagram live with adam mossery who runs instagram uh which mark remember owns uh and mark said that he thought the sunscreen would help mask him from the paparazzi uh, which is insane. Uh, it's clearly Mark Zuckerberg. And also, this is a man who invented a platform that can identify faces, and he thinks a little sunscreen is going to throw off the paps? Like, come on, my guy. That was really good. Thank you. You really got in on a lot of little clips there. Like, Reggie Rocket, you just, you unlocked the memory there. Ugh, she was so hot. Um, you get one more sentence. We, It's not about Reggie Rocket. <laughs> is there anything else you need to say? Uh, he gave this quote during the live that was the delta between how cool you think you look and the worst photo a paparazzi can take is pretty funny. Uh, so Mark, Mark has a pretty good attitude about the sunscreen photo, which we'll put in the show notes. Cause if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Rachel, are you ready to give us your, your second high speed download of the day? 
I don't know if I've quite recovered from how bad my first one was, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take a second uh, and tell us what you're going to be talking about. Okay, I'm going to be talking about the drama that unfolded after this specific TikTok. Daniel, cue it up. The person I sent you this wants you to know. We need to get the gang together for a little road trip. You heard me. No cap. Facts. No pencil. Copy. No no translate. In a word, what? Oh, I will tell you in more than a word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 60 seconds on your mark. Get set. Go. Okay, the girl in this video is named Bria. She posted this TikTok where she's in the bathroom. You can't see this because you're listening to a podcast, but she's in the bathroom and she's like, says this. And then this guy is behind her and he looks like, did you ever watch a Proud Family movie? He looks like the (laughs) Tina in the Proud Family movie. Um, And he says, the way they talk is just so deeply funny. And so she's, and they, all these people just come out into the bathroom and just start like saying, you hurt. And I'm just like, what? This is a pandemic. But so anyway, this girl's talking like the girlfriend voice, but worse. And so this another dude, Samuel Adrian, does what you do on TikTok and makes fun of it and he's like car no wheels mom no dad tree no branch booty no hole and it gets really <laughs> really funny and his video goes entirely viral however og bria did not like that and got samuel's account suspended which i didn't even know you could do i think for like bullying and so he made a backup account called pimpin soup 69 which also got banned for 10 posting. seconds and so they had a whole feud and ended up doing a tiktok live together where she yelled at him and called him a child which only added fuel to the fire to the point where doja cat mocked the original video people were making whole ass videos in their bathroom saying that's no no printer <laughs> i was really doing fighting so you said booty no hole <laughs> um okay you get one more thing doja cat doja cat and so, <laughs> so here's the guy that got suspended this is, this is the video that got him kicked off tiktok apparently the person I sent you this wants you to know. We need to get the gang together. And then here are some more iterations, including one from none other than Doja Cat. really good Daffy Duck. (laughs) Oh, I can only imagine. Um, What's funny about this trend is that this was the first video I saw of this trend. So I was just like fucking Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbing my way back to what exactly set this off. That's so dark. (laughs) It's it's also really hard to find because there's no reference to it in the video. You just see people in the comments like, she's going to get your account suspended, Doja. Like, don't do it. Then there's this other video from Christian Dennis, which is, I think, probably more indicative of what exactly the first video was. Hey, yo, the person saying this wants you to know. We need to get a gang, but to get blah, blah, in your heart. No cap, facts, no printer, rain, no water, sky, no clouds, door, no handle, TV, no remote, top, no bottom, fridge, no food. Yeah. All I want now is a cheeseburger with no pickles. Burger. No bun? (laughs) No, I want the bun. (laughs) Uh, That was incredible, Rachel, and I feel you really redeemed yourself. Thank you. Madison, are you ready? Are you ready for the last high-speed download of the day? (sighs) I am. I've been training my whole life for this. (laughs) What do you got for us? 
Okay, so you may or may not have seen a trending topic on Twitter earlier this week, Ed Ball's Day. I, I did. I didn't investigate, so I, I don't quite know what was going on. It is an annual internet holiday of sorts with a comical backstory involving a British man named Ed Balls, whom we are going to honor today in the next 60 seconds. All right, Madison, I have one last question for you before you get started. Are you going to do this in a British accent? Oh, oh, Rachel, no. (laughs) Please. But... (sighs) (laughs) I just, fine, but I feel like I should mention, like, on the record, a disclaimer that, like, my conception of a British accent was heavily influenced by (laughs) Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap. Honestly, same. You want to know the real difference between us? Let me see. I know how to fence and you don't, or I have class and you don't. Take your pick. All right, British listeners, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We're so sorry in advance. Madison, are you ready? (laughs) Oh, God, we're going to get fine. (laughs) Three, two, one, go. There's a man named Ed Balls. Pause for laughter here because if you, like me, are 10 years old and find that name absolutely hilarious, it's funny. The man's name is Ed Balls. He's a British politician. His wife is also a British politician. Her name is Yvette Cooper. You will note she did not elect to go by Mrs. Balls, which, like, points to Yvette. 10 years ago, Ed Balls was a member of parliament and a leader in the opposition Labour Party. He had just begun working as the shadow chancellor of the Exchequer. I have no idea what that title means. I think Exchequer is, like, British Treasury. And I'm sorry, but this is not the podcast for you if you need that information to enjoy a story about a man named Ed fucking Balls. 10 years ago, in 2011, on April 28th, Ed Balls tweets a simple tweet. His own name. That was it. Just Ed Balls. No subtext, no punctuation. Ed comma balls might have made more sense, but nothing. Just Ed Balls. <laughs> Who here among us has not done an errant tweet? He was trying to search his own name while standing in a supermarket. It has become something of an annual British Twitter holiday. One Ed Balls is totally in on and using to his advantage. He's a bit of a good sport about it. Daniel Victor wrote a piece about Ed Balls Day this year in the New York Times in which he said that Mr. Balls Ten was seen- Mr. Balls. Mr. Balls was seen as a political heavyweight cruiser and the tweet did not square with his public image, which is why it was so funny that this guy like totally goofed in a supermarket just tweeting his name, Ed Balls. Uh, Ed Balls was voted out of Parliament and oh no. Good job. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ed Balls was voted out of Parliament in 2015, but has continued to celebrate Ed Balls Day in perpetuity. Happy Ed Balls Day, everyone. Does he act, does Ed Balls himself celebrate it or is he kind of just like an unwitting participant? He, like, tweets about it. I think Ed Balls is doing fine. I mean, he was voted out in 2015, but, like, since then has been on, like, British reality television. Like, he was on, like, a cooking show and a dancing show, which, honestly, Britain, it's just like America. I don't know, man. I feel like it's a downgrade from shadow chancellor of the exchequer. They definitely say the word exchequer in love, actually, which is where I picked it up. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I have read it in The Other Berlin Girl, but, like, I didn't... See? I don't know what it means. Just no karma was probably involved in it. Well, that is our very speedy show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If this is your first time, thank you for giving us a try and be sure to hit that subscribe button so that every episode lands in your feed. We'll be back with a new episode on Wednesday where we'll probably talk a little slower, but no promises. (laughs) We'll probably also have a little bit better lung capacity but please leave a rating or review in apple Podcasts and tell your friends on social media it really helps us find new listeners and we love seeing what you say thank you so much to sarah stark sammy liebman and Anne marie conlin for the shout outs on twitter 
Also, thank you to everyone who has emailed us. Special shout out to uh, listener David, who has offered to make shelves to fit in my crappy Ikea Besta. Uh, David, I'll be in touch. (laughs) (laughs) All this is to say, please keep spreading the gospel of ICYMI with the hashtag ICYMIPod. And truly feel free to drop us a line anytime at ICYMI at Slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Boris Wickman is Slate's culture editor. And Gabe Broth is editorial director of audio. See you online. Or not. ICYMI. No wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. <laughs>